Bill Michaels Show. Glad you're with us. If you missed hour number one, I don't know what to tell you, but you got to go back and listen to it. Uh, you should find it if you're just joining the program on uh, Spotify, uh, TuneIn. Or not spot or not tune in, but uh, well, I guess you can find us on tune in. Uh, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and you can also find us over on Google Podcasts as well. Don't forget, you can always uh, find the program to watch it on YouTube. Go to youtube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. There you go. By the way, I, I don't know if they're replaying this. Is this the uh, the replay? Of the Nathan's Famous International Hot Dog Eating Contest at Coney Island, New York. That they have over on uh, ESPN right now or ESPN News or whatever the hell it is. I was just flipping through and saw it. I'm like, wait a minute. We were just talking about that. In the grandest form of protests. Two uh, Star Wars adorned figures ran to the stage uh, in an attempt to draw attention to Smithfields, which is a uh, pork supplier to Nathan's Hot Dogs, and then uh, attempted to disrupt the hot dog eating contest. The national pastime of hot dog eating contests on the 4th of July, uh, it is a replay, by the way, only then to be wailed to the ground by Joey Chestnut, who had a blown-out tendon in his foot, hobbling to the stage on crutches, a hot dog in one hand, a hot dog stuffed in his grill, and had enough wherewithal to take an arm, put it around the protester via chokehold, and throw his lame, really pasty white ass to the ground. That's that's just awesome. That's just awesome. That's, he, he, Joey Chestnut is like a superhero. Isn't he, Ben? He's like a superhero. I think he was called a god yesterday, and I don't think I can argue. Many are wondering if his performance yesterday was more impressive than Terrell Owens playing the Super Bowl on a broken leg. I would, I would say so. That, that, it's, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. I, I, I just, you know, a hot dog in one hand, a blown-out tendon, a hot dog stuffed in your grill, Still protruding from your bloated face, the tip end of a hot dog hanging out of your grill, and a protester bust you up, only to have you put turn around with your free hand, mind you, and put him in a chokehold and whale him, whale him to the ground. That's fantastic. I love it. I love it. That's American right there, right? I'm going to eat my hot dog with a busted up tendon on it. You get out of my way, piss boy. Wham! Down he goes. Ben, I peed myself. There you go. That's the reason you need to go back and listen to the podcast. To the first hour of the show. Yeah, Joey Joey Chestnut. I might get a Joey Chestnut jersey. I don't know where I'm going to have one made up. He should, he should like, fly around with a cape that just says Wiener Man. <laughs> oh, there you go. Good stuff. I'm pretty fired up today for coming back after a holiday weekend. Then again, it's a short week, I guess. Maybe I'm a little giddy because it's a short week for me. Uh, I'm here today, tomorrow, and Thursday, and that'd be it. And then gone for a week. So, uh, Is Brandon Woodruff back? 
I don't. I, this is crazy. It says Brandon uh, Brewers ace Brandon Woodruff made his long way to return to the mound last week. To say it went well would be a gross understatement. Woodruff first towed the rubber Tuesday in Tampa Bay, where his line was five innings, two hits, one earned run, ten Ks. Made everybody quickly forget about his absence. Then he backed it up in a big way on Sunday. Six innings, no runs, eight strikeouts against the Pirates. Some legitimate concern that Woodruff would need some time to return to his usual dominant self, but the hesitation can now be swept aside thanks to his 11-inning, 8-hit, 1-run, 18-strikeout week. 11 innings, 8-hit, eight 8-hits, eight only 1-run, 18-Ks in a week. Now, can we officially say Brandon Woodruff is back? Yay or nay? Yay or nay? Get into that discussion. If you want to chime in, 877-867-1670. Going back to the uh, hot dog eating thing real quick, we got to do this because Ben has uh, found the uh, the announcers as they were uh, introducing Joey Chestnut. And uh, the uh, the announcers are – now, I've never heard this. Ben, what exactly is this? They have that hype guy who wears the weird hat that always oh, introduces right, yeah. all the guys. And it yeah. looks like he's on some sort of drugs given – how heavily his hand is shaking. I want whatever he's taken, but uh, he is an electric human being. So this guy is announcing, announcing the uh, participants in the Nathan's famous hot dog eating contest. And he goes bananas. Uh, let's take a listen. There will be a day that is the end. The collapse of time and all that stood within it. A day of nothing, of no one, of nowhere. But that day is not today. Today, we burn bright. Today, we blind the earth with our desire. And while it is still ours, we will bend history to witness this moment, to witness this man. Consequence of carbon, the fleeting spray of life turned diamond by the sun, forever suspended in that instant, indifferent to the gods, for he does not envy their power, he will not plead their pardon, he will curse and spit and sneer and shout his name at the heavens. I am the shining ark of humanity. Yield to my dominion. And if we must compete for our place within existence, we submit as our champion the champion of the world, of now and of always, of the air, of the fire, of the sea, of the land, of the free. Ladies and gentlemen, the Nathan's famous 4th of July champion of the world. Chestnut! Holy crap. <laughs> that is a lot to absorb. That is an introduction. I mean, presidents, champions, 
of every major sport. Champions of every sub-sport do not get introduced in that light. But a guy that stuffs 63 hot dogs in his freaking grill gets that kind of an introduction. That, that kudos. Yeah, yeah, that is amazing. A man took uh, 63 wieners to the face, and he still survives and gets that kind of an introduction. That's not a bad way to go right there, Ben. That's kind of the way I want to be introduced when I die. When they're bringing the casket down the middle of the aisle, that's what I want right there. But it's the CEO of Life Alert. <laughs> that's right. I we found this man immortalized <laughs> upon the top of the concrete, sun basking down, pants soaked. <laughs> the stench of urine protruding from his lifeless body. Oh, my God. Blinded oh. by his impeccable windows from pillow Bl- windows and yes. doors. Blinded. That's, oh, he's throwing in the sponsor. Blinded by the windows. And I was laying literally next to one of the patio doors from Pella. I was laying right there next to it. The reflection off of that patio door from one Pella windows and doors. A free <laughs> quick trip burger in his hand. Right. His motorcycle only feet away. Oh, the casket will look like a NASCAR. <laughs> Crying because nobody will ever receive the Bill Michaels deal at the Four Seasons Island Resort right? ever again. Nobody ever again. <laughs> ever again. Cigar hanging out of his grill or his pants. We don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, that's fantastic. Oh, I'm hot. I suddenly got sweaty laughing after that. It's a hot one today outside. Holy mackerel. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, do so. But that is the introduction for Joey Chestnut. That's not like the introduction for Golden State coming home after winning the NBA title. I don't even think the Brewers, I don't even think the Brewers would get that kind of welcome as they would then take the World Series trophy, begin it on Wisconsin Avenue, make their way down past Blue Mound, down that side street, and in to one American family field. I don't think they would get that kind of an announcement. But Joey Chestnut stuffing hot dogs in his grill will. That's amazing. Completely amazing. Oh. Woo! Nothing like a day after the holiday, right? Man, oh, man. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Greg says, by the way, uh, you could then market those pillow windows as pee-proof. <laughs> oh, good jet. God. Yeah, this is Jet right there. Yep, pee-proof windows, just in case. <laughs> oh, good God. Gino says, the old Acme Packing Company, now American Food Group, uh, they sell beef to Smithfield uh, for the hot dogs. Why hurt the Green Bay workers? I, I agree. Why do that? Uh, yeah, I don't know. 
Smithfield, I don't know what the deal is. I, I, you know, obviously you can read his stuff that's out there on the internet if you choose to do so, but uh, I don't know. Uh, Tom over in the Bud Light live stream says, you hope Woody is back. What a key piece if he is. Uh, Gino also asked the question, do they even fly a, an L flag? I think at, at Wrigley they do. Whether they win or they lose, they fly a flag to let you know what the what the Cubs did that day. I, I do believe they do. Uh, our buddy Ridgeway Nutt over on uh, Twitter says, Cubs are playing a trip, uh, uh, playing triple-A-level talent. What a travesty. I, the Cubs, yes. The Reds, the same. I mean, the, now, I will say this, and, and I ran into this over the weekend, and, and I'm going to defend this, okay? So hang in, there, hang in there with me for just a second. Because when you look at the standings and, and the division, I get that the division is, is not a good division. It's the Brewers and the Cardinals, and that's it, okay? Cardinals three games back, Brewers on top. Pittsburgh, Chicago, Cincinnati, it's a terrible division. It's a terrible division. 100%. The the Mets playing against the Braves, against the Phillies, uh, against the Marlins. Marlins have now won five straight, by the way. Uh, Washington sucks. Can't even put them in that same mix. But the, the Marlins are still 11 games back. Philadelphia is starting to fade, but they're eight games back. Okay. But here's the issue. That's not a bad division, and New York's beating up on them. The Brewers, I, I'm not going to defend the Brewers for beating bad teams. That's what you're supposed to do. I don't have a problem with that. If you've got a problem with that, that's on you. You can only beat the teams that are on your schedule. That's like, you know, some of these teams late in the season when Alabama plays, you know, Cupcake University, and and then they count. Look, they schedule it that way. It's no different than playing Appalachian State early on in the – in the season, it's no different. I get it. It's when you play it, but you play who's on your schedule. You play who you've scheduled. You know, it's the same thing with football. You know, you can play what's considered to be the toughest schedule, but if that team decides to tank it, if that team, you know, changes personnel in the offseason and they go from being a pretty good opponent to a pretty bad opponent, then so be it. What are you supposed to do? You can only play them. So the Brewers are playing in the division that's pretty weak. Right? I'll agree with that. But I'm not going to fault them for winning the division. What you would do is you would go nuts. You would go bat crap crazy if they lost the division. Because you would say they couldn't even win a division. That sucked. So appreciate the fact that they're beating up on bad teams. Who cares? That's what you're supposed to do. That's what good teams do. You beat up on bad teams. And that's why that first game against Pittsburgh, they lost 8-7. to seven. That's why it kind of sticks right there. Sticks in your craw a little bit. Because that was a game you should have had and you let it go. You know, that's one of those games where at the end of the season, you could end up looking back going, oh, you know, there's three or four games we look at. Had we had those three or four games, we'd ended up four, five, six games up in the division rather than coming down to a playoff game or something. So I agree, man. I that. Who cares if they're beating up on bad teams? Beat them. 47 and 35, 12 games over 500. I, I'm, I'm good with that. I'll take it in a heartbeat. Now, it's not the 50 and 30 of the Mets, and it's not the 50 and 29 of the Dodgers. I get it, but I'll take it. I'll take it in a heartbeat. 
Because at some point, L.A., they're going to face some bad teams. Look, L.A.'s facing Colorado. They're 10 games under. Arizona, they're not a good baseball team. They've kind of given up, although they actually performed a little bit better than what many people expected. Still sitting at 14 and a half games back and 36 and 44, but nevertheless, eight games under 500. A lot of people thought with the way they were dealing players at, uh, in the offseason that this they wouldn't even field a team. It'd be a bunch of beer vendors and ditch diggers. So not a bad division. I agree, but some teams are playing a little bit better than what their talent is. I just think flat out, to be honest with you, uh, Chicago and Cincinnati have just given up. They're, they're not even to the unofficial midway point of the season yet, and both of those teams just threw in the towel. They don't even play like they want to win, watching the mistakes both teams make. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, feel free to go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. That's why baseball's, you know, you, you just got to keep going no matter what's going on. Obviously, he wouldn't have, wouldn't have his best game, and um, but he got a chance to, to win the game um, and to have a big moment and keeping your keeping yourself in your process and just focus on having a good at-bat and forgetting about what happened and something good happened. Welcome back to the program. Glad you're with us. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at the Water Doctors, H2TheLetterOdoctors.com. H2TheLetterOdoctors.com, the Connecticut water softening system, the best in the business. I know because I have it in my home, and uh, I was a purchaser long before I ever was an endorser. It's just because I believed in it. But uh, if you want to give them a call, 262-549-7733, 262-549-7733, the Connecticut water softening system, the best, hands down, hands down. Give them a call or check them out on the web, h2theletterodoctors.com, h2odoctors.com. That's h2odoctors.com. Uh, let's do this. Uh, let's get to the phone calls and uh, talk to Ken. Ken, welcome to the program, man. What's hey, going good? on? Well, I'm good, man. What's happening? Well, I just called. You were talking about the hot dog eating thing. My daughter's competed in that for four years in a row. Really? She's actually on the stage. Yes, she has. And... Uh, it's quite an event if you've never been to one. She did her qualifications. We went to San Antonio, and we've gone down to Florida. You've got to qualify to get up on the stage. But now the last four years, she's been up on the stage with the big boys. So it's been kind of entertaining. If you've never been to something like that, you need to find out whether they have a qualifier because that guy is just a hoot that wears the hat how, and all the speech and all the stuff. How do you get into that? Well, my daughter's uh, out of active Air Force. Now she's in the reserve, and she started this when she was in the Air Force because she'd be down in Texas or she was in Florida or she was around, and friends would start talking about, you know, eating contests. Well, we're very military. We're a large dairy farm in Dorchester, Wisconsin. She went in the service. Her mother and I, we've watched the hot dog eating contest since she was like five years old. It's just been like one of those things. It's nothing more American than, than watching the hot dog eating contest. And then she found friends, and the next thing you know, she's ranked 43 in the world. She's done uh, hot dogs. She's done tamales, shrimp. Oh. Uh, I don't. There's like there's like a dozen 
big name type of stuff that uh, people eat, and they make good livings doing this. It's surprising, but it's it's entertaining as hell to watch these people shove this stuff down their pie hole. <laughs> that's amazing. Okay, yeah, well, that's that's on. But, so she's on the stage on the replay right now. Well, she would be with the with the women's group. Okay, Cash is her name, and she's if you in the introductions, the, the ladies go. And then the men go because there, there's so many competitors. You can't really have like 40 people up there on the stage. But, but okay. she's there going on. It's it's pretty cool. That's amazing. I I got to yeah. now I got to pay attention to it. I'll have to flip it back over because I was watching yeah, I, it and part of me was like this is this is fascinating. The other part of me was like I I might throw up. <laughs> so well, it's uh, amazing. Man. I, I mean, when he, he, he uh, Chestnut's a, a good sized guy. He's he's not a little boy. But he's not he's not heavy by any sense, but he's a good sized guy. But the guy shovels down seventy seven hot dogs. Take seventy seven right. hot dogs and put it in a plastic bag and see how big that is with all the bugs. That's huge. It's unbelievable. Yeah. That's unbelievable. I mean I, I, we, we, we I can't we're imagine. avid Packer, Packer fans and there isn't anybody on the Packer team that can eat like this guy. I mean it's here's here's my question. Okay, so you've been to one of these things. You've seen it. So Joey Chestnut, busted tendon. He's got a hot dog in one hand, another one hanging out of his face, and still throws a protester to the ground. Should he be considered a superhero? Yes. That that, that sets the standard for our new standard in America now. We're not taking any BS anymore, and we want hot dogs. I mean, it's just (laughs) unbelievable. The world is a crazy place, and I'm not getting into politics, but that's That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, that's yeah. You know, nothing better it. than the Fourth of July and eating hot dogs. I mean, that's all right, America. all right, buddy. I appreciate it, man. Best of luck to your daughter too. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Take. Have a good one. You too, pal. Talk to you soon. That's amazing. <laughs> that's. You should just. That should be the motto. We're Americans. Eat a hot dog. There you go. That's amazing. Love it. <laughs> Uh, see, also my and I, I didn't ask, and I, not that it would really be appropriate to, but depending on what kind of a uh, girl you like, Ben, would you ever want to say that's my girlfriend up there stuffing forty hot dogs into her grill? Myself, not taking shots at anybody, no. Because I like remember the girl. What was her name? Was she like the? They call her like the Black Widow or so. I can't remember what she was, but her name might have been Molly Schuyler. There was a tiny little thing. There's a wing eating competition in Philadelphia the Sunday before the Super Bowl every year because the Eagles would never make it. This was Philadelphia's Super Bowl. So in high school, the contest was at 6 a.m. You would go there and pregame at 2 a.m. and then go to the contest and then go to school afterwards. But the woman who wins it every year is like 5'4", 110 pounds. Yeah. Tiny little thing. The woman that used to, you, for a brief period of time, she was the champ. And I don't think she out ate Joey Chestnut, but I think for a brief period of time, she was kind of like the champ. And she she was tiny. She was like 5'5", five, 5'2", five, five, and like 100 pounds. And she ate more in hot dog weight than she actually weighed. You know, it it's... Look at the introductions for this. If you have never watched ESPN News, I would highly recommend you do so. They're now introducing the uh, the, the hot dog eaters, the competitors from yesterday. And I, guys are coming out wrestling attire and everything, man. It's like crazy. That's the eat a hot dog. The humble consequence of carbon. 
The humble consequence of carbon. Man. It is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, 877-867. Sonia Thomas. Thank you very much, Scott. Sonia Thomas. She was the one. She was tiny. Tiny. Stuffing hot dogs in her grill. Man. Crazy today. Um, this one's from, uh, Vince who says, uh, saw the, uh, he was talking about the same picture that I posted that you were talking about. He said, I saw the disco boat. Was that yours? And did you play any ABBA? Uh, no, not my boat, not my pontoon. And, uh, I would assume that there probably at one point was some ABBA, uh, being played on that boat. They were playing the Pointer Sisters. They were playing, uh, Ring My Bell. I can't remember who used to sing Ring My Bell, but, uh, yeah, they were, Google tells me Anita Ward sings that song. Anita Ward, ring my bell, yes. Anita Ward, you are correct. Isn't that crazy? Man. But yeah, they they even had, it was daylight out. Blondie sings some of that too. Um, uh, They even had a, it it was daylight out, but they had a generator on board and a disco ball going. With lights on the disco ball. So that that was going hardcore right there. You cannot have a disco pontoon without a disco ball on it. Just saying. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. Hey, want to say thanks to them. That Not only did they put on one hell of a show for the Quick Trip 250 uh, this past weekend in conjunction with NASCAR, but uh, just great people. We had such a good time. They did such a great thing in giving that vehicle away. Four and a half million entries out of all of their, their uh, locations. Four and a half million entries to win that car. And it came down to the final 10, and we had a chance to meet everybody on Sunday and give that car away. It was a spectacular time. Thanks to our friends at Quick Trip. They're still giving away money over the over the summer, so you can store in yourself some cash. Don't forget about Dairy Days and all the different products they have. But Quick Trip, just what a tremendous, tremendous staple that we have right here in our own backyard here in Wisconsin. So thanks to our friends at Quick Trip. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. So this week, I am going to make it a point uh, meeting up tomorrow, I believe. With, uh, I think I'm meeting Michael. He's one of the owners of Forgotten Fire Winery. They're actually coming to the Milwaukee area uh, and doing some stuff, uh, you know, I guess at some of the local distributors down here. But I have been telling them when they uh, came out with their Moscato and they have replenished the Moscato, I'm like, oh, excuse me, hello, over here. And uh, lo and behold, uh, I'm getting a, a few bottles. So I said, hey, let me let me buy it before you put it out into the distribution area of the store so I can get it. So that's what I'm going to do. Uh, wherever they're uh, going to go, I'm going to meet up uh, and pay for it and get my, my my bottles of Moscato. But as Forgotten Fire Winery states, it's fun in a bottle. They had a tremendous weekend this past weekend, raising a lot of money for the charities up there. Uh, in addition to that, people had a lot of fun. It was a great weekend, Friday night, Saturday night. They had some stuff going on Sunday as well. And uh, obviously, if you want to go up for wine tastings, it's in Peshtigo, Wisconsin. However, 
if you want fun in a bottle right here in your own backyard, wherever that may be, all you got to do is stop in your local grocery store, liquor store, wine store, ask for it by name, Forgotten Fire Winery, Wisconsin-made, in Wisconsin, for Wisconsinites and everybody else that enjoys good wine, doesn't matter if you're snooty or not, drink it and enjoy it. That's what they love about it. Just enjoy it. ForgottenFireWinery.com. That is ForgottenFireWinery.com. Make sure you tell them we sent you as well. So uh, we are going to talk with Zach Heilprin coming up after the top of the hour. Zach going to kind of delve into the pond that is the Big Ten and the expansion uh, and Wisconsin's place in it. We're going to talk a little bit about that. However, in the meantime, the Big 12 in deep discussions now to add up to six Pac-12 teams after UCLA, USC, they all took off for the Big Ten. Now, this is an unconfirmed report at this point. But the Big 12, remember, has already taken some of the other teams on uh, as Cincinnati is going to be leaving the, I think it's the American Conference coming up here. Uh, they've already expanded and taken other teams from really what would be out of the Big 12, we'll say, uh, because um, they're just trying to get anybody and everybody after the loss of Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, because the Big 12 right now, as uh, Oklahoma and Texas are about ready to exit, Oklahoma State, Baylor, Iowa State, Kansas State, West Virginia entering the Big 12. So you figure... If you're West Virginia in the Big 12, then certainly you could probably put, you know, the likes of a couple of the other teams from whether it's uh, the Eastern Seaboard or the Western Seaboard into the Big 12, Texas Tech, TCU, Kansas, and such. Uh, But in the meantime, uh, the Big 10 sits now in holding pattern as they await the arrival of Notre Dame as to whether or not Notre Dame is actually going to show up or not. So we'll see. But... Well, just kind of wondering what's what's going to go on in the Pac-12. Um, the uh, Pac-12, in the meantime, and their board of directors, they made a statement and said that they met this morning and authorized the conference to immediately begin negotiations for their next media rights agreement. So, in other words, what they're doing is they're trying to keep it together. And they're trying to say, let's get a media rights deal because once we lock it in and we lock in the money, these teams can't leave. That's what they're trying to do. Oregon can't leave. Washington can't leave. They're trying to get it done because right now, Oregon and Washington, who possibly could come to the Big Ten, have to wait until we find out if Notre Dame decides to come to the Big Ten. If Notre Dame does, then probably only one more team is going to be admitted, which would then likely be um Oregon because of their popularity but it, it would make more sense for Washington because of the television market size so who knows but that being said they're trying to stem the tide and with the Big 12 saying we're going to go ahead and talk to some of these other teams that means the Pac-12 is like whoa whoa we're going to become the Pac-2 before it's all said and done these teams are going to be gone so there you have it so they're trying to fend this off now uh, to stop the exodus out of the Pac-12. That's what that means. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free. But as the world turns in college football and with different teams and different conferences or different teams and different schools deciding to jump, we'll wait and see what happens. Um. JWP says, what does all of this mean for Wisconsin? 
How much more money is Wisconsin going to garner? Will this ease some of the tuition costs? Um, I That's one of the questions always that comes up whenever you hear about teams jumping uh, to another conference or about new conference uh, television packages and such is what does this ultimately mean for tuition? Uh, because there's a whole lot more people out there um, when it comes to tuition that are paying to go to school than there are scholarship athletes. I think we can all agree upon that. So what it means, I don't know. I wish I had some kind of a concrete answer for you. I don't know how much money that comes in from the sports entities that then alleviates some of the pain, if you will, of paying for a college education. I I, I don't know. I wish I had a, a, an answer for all of that. Ben, with all of these TV rights deals coming up, did you see any ease of your tuition going to Wisconsin? Definitely not. And nope. my understanding is none of that goes to tuition and the larger student body. Most of it is just used back in the athletic department. Correct. One, to fund other sports. Two, to build big boxes at the stadiums and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I What I see... And this is the and much of what Ben said is is right on the money. What I've always seen is that sports in large institutions. We'll just take Wisconsin for example, but sports in the they they pay for the other sports. They pay for the other extracurriculars. They don't pay the tuition of of others. Now, what it does benefit though is the influx of students that want to go to that institution because of those sports and or tradition or winning or what have you. They want to wear that logo. They want to wear that jersey. They want to wear that shirt. They want to say they went there. Ben, that's the reason you went to Wisconsin, right? Yeah, it's part of it. I also had a friend who only applied to four schools. It was the four schools in the 2016 Final Four. So that tells you enough about his intelligence, but also... Cause, sure. Just because he saw those teams on that mantle. Right. So there you go. So there you go. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. It does bring in more eyes, if you will, and out-of-state students to come to your institution, which therefore you've got more of a demand, which means... You have more people willing to pay, which means you have more wealth to spread, which means ultimately whether it's your tuition does not go up or it goes down or it doesn't accelerate northward, we'll say, as fast as maybe some of the other schools. Or they have the ability to offer more because of what it is they have. You know, I I don't know the trickle-down effect. I don't even claim to know it, but you can just uh, you can surmise that that's the way it is because of the size of campus and how many people can be on board and, you know, how many professors they can have and, and, you know, obviously the grad assistants and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I don't think it really affects you much, but I think there is a a trickle down effect. Plus there is something to be said about being on a campus where there's an enthusiasm rather than just walking around saying the biggest enthusiastic thing that you have going on coming up on the weekend would be, Either one, a uh, party at some house, or you cannot wait for the next Monday to get to your philosophy test, (laughs) whatever the exam may be. At least you can say, hey, I'm going to the game this weekend, and a big rival coming up against Minnesota or Ohio State or Michigan or whatever. Okay, at least you have that. 
877-867-1670. Sean says, uh, I don't think it affects the students at all, other than to say that they're in the Big Ten playing against the best of the best. It does create a sense of community on campus. Uh, Sean says, I'm only two years removed from UW. Sean, appreciate it, man. I would uh, pretty much believe you're right. Pretty much believe you're right. Uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, take a quick break. Come back. Don't forget about our friends at Robert Specialty Meats downtown. Not downtown, but on Sunset uh, Drive in Waukesha. Not downtown Waukesha, just on the outskirts. But uh, the Al Capone sausage, which I'm taking a bunch with me uh, when I go on the road. Because i got friends that just absolutely love it. And I'm going to take it with me when we uh, go on our vacation coming up this weekend. And stop by for the Al Capone roast. Ribs on a stick. So much good stuff from our friends at Robert's Specialty Meats. I'll see Paul Roberts probably coming up here in the next couple of days as uh, we get ready to head southward down to Indiana. But uh, Paul Roberts travels so well. So I highly recommend you getting it. Go to Robert's Specialty Meats, Waukesha.com. That is Robert's Specialty Meats, Waukesha.com. Tell Paul we said hi. And if not, I'll tell him hi for you because I, I know I'm going down there either later today or tomorrow for sure. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. you back coming up here about uh, about 10 minutes going to talk with zach heilprin sports director out in madison the zone our flagship station going to talk with him about uh, big 10 realignment and such and uh, also going to talk to him about uh, the badgers place in all of this before it's all said and done a lot of scrambling going on right now pac-12 trying to get their next rights deal done before more teams exodus out of the Pac-12, Big 12, um, trying to garner more teams. At least that's the rumor right now, so we'll wait and see what happens there. In the meantime, you've also got, um, you know, the Big 10 sitting on uh, in a holding pattern, waiting to find out if you're going to get Notre Dame. Ben, you kind of wonder how long they're going to give Notre Dame to take while you have others that – because if – Notre Dame takes too long, and a new rights deal is negotiated for the Pac-12, you would then lose out on Notre Dame and most likely lose out on Oregon and Washington, right? Yeah. I mean, at this point, like if I came here and said I had a good sense of what's to come next, I'd be completely lying. But I think there is a lot of truth to that. It's really about what Notre Dame sees as their best path to make the playoff. Because at the end of the day, that's what all this is about. So I would not be concerned. I I wouldn't be surprised if they join the conference tomorrow. I also wouldn't be surprised if five years from now they're still independent. Like I I have no clue. I think the the in the article last week in the Bleacher Report probably said it best that I don't think Notre Dame can any longer stand by and just say we're Notre Dame. We're going to remain independent. I mean, you can, I guess, technically, but monetarily, you begin to fall way behind the likes of those that are in the Big Ten and those that are in the SEC, right? I mean, there's, you know, they did the breakdown. I think it's like $55 million a year less than what others are getting. I don't think you can, I I don't think if you're the, 
I don't think if you're Notre Dame that you can just sit back and go, ah, no big deal, we're Notre Dame. Because you're not going to charge more for for tuition and make the money up that way, right? I don't think you can do that. I guess the way I look at it is, haven't they been kind of leaving money on the table for years now anyway, since they've been independent? Like, yeah, they have a nice NBC contract, but if they had joined the ACC or the Big Ten, they probably could have had a huge piece of that pie, which is a lot more. Sure. So I guess I wouldn't put it past them to just continue down this path because that's what they are. It's one thing if you're making two and three and five million dollars less, but not fifty million dollars less. That's the issue that I, I think they have to look at. Is that they in recruiting in I mean you start going through this in advertising, in facilities, in I mean you start to go through that whole list of things you would start to fall behind. And if you decide not to jump, if you don't jump into the Big Ten or into the SEC and you don't get that money, it'll be another, I guess, what, five to ten years before you get that opportunity again. Unless they would say go, say they would, which I can't imagine it, but say they go to the Big 12. And say, screw the Big Twi- Big Ten, and we'll, we'll go dominate the Big 12. You know, I... Hmm. Man, I, I just, I don't think it's going to happen. I, I think Notre Dame's going to jump. For the amount of money, I think they're going to jump. That's just me, but I think they're going to jump. Uh, 877-867-1670. So anyway, we're going to uh, talk a little bit more about that coming up here in just a few. We're going to talk with Zach Heilprin, uh, sports director of uh, The Zone out in Madison. We'll get his thoughts on all of this and also kind of get the, the perspective and to Wisconsin's place in it before it's all said and done. Uh, we'll get into that uh, discussion coming up here in just a bit. Um, let's see here. uh Let's see here. Tom says, uh, your latest uh, on the air, forgot fire winery in days, that it's uh, Wisconsin wine made from Wisconsin people. Uh, I don't want any part of that uh, wine. Uh, Tom, you're crazy. It's great stuff. And, by the way, Tom, put it this way. They've kicked the ass of some of those out in uh, California and Napa Valley. Right? Or is it just because just Wisconsin people are crazy? I like that. Oh, you're saying it's made from Wisconsin people. Okay, no, we don't like squeeze Wisconsinites. No, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't want me either. I wouldn't any wouldn't who would want Bill Michael's Michael squeezins in their wine? That ain't happening. Tom, you took it a little too literally. I think you know what I meant. Maybe you're already drinking today, Tom. Maybe it's a carryover from yesterday. Kudos to you if it is. Let's do this. We're gonna talk more. Zach Heilprin. Gonna be joining us, sports director, WOZN in Madison. He's coming up. Talk more about to the Big Ten, the Pac-12, or the uh, Pac-12, the Big 12, SEC, Notre Dame. Got it all coming up. Stay tuned. We got a hell of a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up, and it's coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.